Hi there. Welcome to The Pop-In, the adjacent podcast of Flop Stars, where we run through the big music releases and music stories of the week. Flop Stars. Coming up, we have the final chapter in the Is It Actually the Chorus of the Kim Petras and Nicki Minaj song? Because the song's out, so we can officially <laughs> talk about it properly. Uh, we'll have a quick chat about the surprises of Weekend 2 of Coachella, and we've got the big fat boy slim Rita Ora redo of Praise You, plus new music from The Weekend, The Kid Leroy, BB Rexa, Christine and the Queens, Lazzo and Ed Sheeran to talk about. It is a bumper pop-in. Sam Murphy, how are you, my friend? Let's go. I'm very well. It sounded like you said Lotto and Ed Sheeran as if they, as if they had a song together. I could see that. Which is probably on the cards. Yeah, it feels right. Because she seems like she'll do anything. I mean, on top of Coyle Ray appearing on a new song about once a week at the moment, you know, they're sort of playing in the same space, I think, and... Yeah, she is the go-to right now, isn't she? Yeah, I'm just, I'm actually amazed at the amount of Coil Ray tracks that are just popping up out of thin air. But I'm kind of yeah, here for it. She'll be gone by next year. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's start talking about Scissor and the exciting news about Kill Bill finally getting its deserved top spot on the chart. Oh, this chart run has been insane, and. She has like had some absolute gigantic songs that have blocked it from being number one. Mm. She released it as Antihero, was having Antihero's big moment in the sun, which is crazy to think it was that long ago. And then she had to withstand Mariah's Christmas thing. And then it was Miley Cyrus Flowers. And then fucking Morgan Wallen has been blocking her the last few weeks. But it's just been like song, song well. after song. And finally Doja Cat jumped on it and she got it. I'm so stoked to see this. You know, a strong black female voice back at the top of the charts with a song that isn't... I think we were talking about this last week. It's, it's quite sort of soft and gentle, but it's also quite cutting from a yeah. lyrical perspective. It's a it's, demonic lullaby. That's the best wording ever. Did you make that up or did you get that from? I did make it up. That's really good. I like I've had that. a lot of time to think about it because I'm currently being crucified on um, TikTok for saying that Kill Bill is better than Normal Girl Off Control. Right. Um, because you know when a song gets popular, then yeah. everybody has to pretend they don't like it That's for six right. months. And then, you know. They liked yeah. the be- so, they liked the smaller song from the last record because it wasn't as exactly, popular. Because they still have some course. kind of ownership over it. Newsflash, if a song's released, you have no ownership over it anymore. None. It's everyone's. They don't care about you. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. It's so, it's very true. And it's the kind of tall poppy syndrome that you and I have always thought is ridiculous. And we've always, always tried to fight against. against. Yeah. It's because we've never been tall. No one's ever had to cut us <laughs> We're both physically quite tall. We're physically tall, yeah. Just what, How tall are you? 6'2"? Six 6'3"? Six three? Six three. Six three, yeah. And I'm bang on six foot. Like literally couldn't be any You're closer. You're bang on. I'm that the- definitely means you're 5'11". Fuck off. <laughs> it, oh, <laughs> I could, literally couldn't be any more average from a height perspective. Well, I think, I think the average is <laughs> Maybe a bit... could just stop there. No, <laughs> just stop at average. It's fine. Flop stars. Um, okay, the saga has been that ever since Kim Petras and Nicki Minaj started posting clips of um, It's Barbie and It's Kim Petras and their song Alone, this sort of redo of Better Off Alone... 
We've been arguing yeah. over the snippets as to whether the chorusy sounding bit is actually the chorus. That I'm just trying to give it to you or not. Pop a little bit in here. What's it gonna take to get you all alone? We've been yeah. trying to work out whether that's actually the chorus. Now that we have listened to the full song in total, we'll give you our thoughts on the actual track as well. But I will, I will say to you that it, it definitely was part of the chorus. Here we go. Oh, It's my not God. the whole chorus. There is no difference yes, in that part to the second part of the chorus. The second part None of the chorus whatsoever. goes a little bit wilder vocally you and said actually it was makes a pre-chorus. full chorus. It's... Absolutely not. You said part. it was a pre-chorus or a verse. It is neither of those things. It is the chorus. I will look ungenius right now. I'll drop the charges of of, of verse. I'm not I'll being still, trialed. You are. I'll still stick with. Says chorus, Kim Petrus. I've been trying to give it to you all night. Okay. Yeah, but that's genius, which is user generated. And so that's just users oh decide. No, I will. I will drop. I will drop my <laughs> accusations of it not being at least part of the chorus. But I do stand by the fact because I'm stubborn that it wasn't the entire chorus and there was more to it eventually. That was never my point. <laughs> of course, it wasn't the full chorus. It was like ten seconds. You yeah, but you you were like I oh, can't believe here's this. The, here's the snippet. I'm going to show you all of these songs. Do, 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 do. Um. What do we think? What right. do you mean? <laughs> Last week I played you the snippet to prove that it the was the verse. Cor- yeah, but it didn't have the whole chorus. You showed me a verse and then you showed me this thing that could have been a pre-chorus because you didn't show me a part that then gets into the second chorus and shows me where that sits well, in the context Well, I didn't have song. access to it. I gave I you what I had I access and to. And you made, you made comments based on guesses, basically. And they you were correct. Guessing. And they were part correct. <laughs> They were entirely correct. This is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the song, though? Now that we've got the whole thing, what do you what do you take? What do you make of it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just need to gather my thoughts. No, and re- deservedly so. <laughs> <laughs> um, the song alone. Um, look, it's fine. I don't have any. Um, I don't hate it and I don't love it. And I think it's just because it feels like both of them are coasting. And usually Mm. Nicki Minaj doesn't coast on a song like that. I mean, what she gave us with Princess Diana the week before was like her on top form. And this one, it just may be one of the most mediocre pop verses she's ever delivered. Like it just feels like she's not committed to it at all and we know that nikki can fake it because she's been on some of the great terrible pop songs of our time and she's done a bloody good job cue swish swish so you know that's how i feel about it i just feel like it's a missed opportunity for two of the most like electric forces in um kind of dance pop music to do something fun and it it just kind of i don't know i'm just like "Eh, whatever do you think there was an element, though, of the Nicki verse that does feel a little bit, you know, strangely nostalgic to, like, the the late 2000s, early 2010s? Because that, that was the first thought Only I had as well. Only because of the beat, but not yeah, because true. of what she does. Because even when you think of, like, Club Can't Even Handle Me Right Now, that's one of her great greatest verses. Yeah, true. Like, 
and she's got different flow switches up and she sings. This one just kind of runs on on one engine the whole time, which is very rare for her. True. And, you know, where them girls at is an, is obviously a big standout that we need to remember as well. Um, that's the, Maybe that's the one that, I'm I think that's about. the one. Not yeah. Club Cunt Hand. Where them say, girls at. I mean, yeah. they had hey, the same hey, beat. Hey, Nikki, get in here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, they pretty much have the anyway, same beat. that's anyway. how I feel. Yeah, no, I get How do you. you feel? Oh, yeah, no, I, I feel very much the same um, to the point where after the Nikki verse, I was sort of still expecting heaps more to happen and then nothing does happen. Yeah. Um, I hate this trend of two verses and then out. It's just churn and burn. Full song, full song listened to equals further up the charts. It's all algorithmic. Oh, and so it's ruin- It's ruining. It's like I would. This is the thing. This is my thing with algorithmically short songs. If the song's good like that, I'll listen to the whole thing. People will and then I'll listen to, to it. it again. Like, yes. it, I was hooked in by that point. I'm not going to drop out because there's too much going on afterwards. I want another cup, like, at least another verse. At least another verse, bridge, chorus to end it off. But instead, it's we're doing crazy. rap bridge and then just end with a cor- with a quick chorus. I do like the um, call it Kim Petty. Um, uh, the Kim Petty bit. Yeah, there's know. some iconic parts of it for sure, but just not enough, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just true. looking at the top 10 in the global Spotify charts. Every sing- there's only three that are under three minutes. So the short song thing yeah. is not exactly true. No, it's you not. Know? How long's Kim, uh, Kim Bill? How long's Kill Bill? That's a bit longer. Kill isn't Bill's it? 234. Oh, no, that is quite not short. At all. It's not a, not a great example at all. Um, I just realised as well, thanks to the good people at Genius, who I slagged off four minutes ago, um, yeah. the reason she does call her Kim Petty is not to be like, she's a petty bitch. It's because Nikki's married last name is M- Mirage Petty. And so it's like saying that Kim's on my level, Kim's my family, which is actually very sweet. Oh, I didn't know that. Her I didn't last know name's either. Petty. It's Mirage Petty, yeah. That is so appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the pettiest people on the planet. <laughs> Truly. Stars. Let's talk about Coachella Weekend 2 because Zendaya coming out to do that song with Labyrinth that Billie Eilish did the weekend before. That was a bit of a, that was a vibe. Yeah. And also, yeah, I, like Zendaya on a Coachella stage. Adds up. Makes sense. Good stuff. Well done to everyone. Um, I also <laughs> realised on weekend one, we neglected the fact that BB Rexa was on stage performing at I least two songs. I only found that out after the fact. I found it out editing this ep- the episode of the podcast. We missed it. She yeah. was up there with two friends um, performing some song they've done together and also fucking... I'm good. I'm good. I know. Oh, my God. I just realised her album's out this week. Oh, the big... It's a big week for Rexars and Bad Bitches. It really is. It's a big week for albums full stop this week. Yeah. Because we've got BB, we've got Ryan Beatty, um, or Beatty. We've got... Yeah. Who else have we got? Jessica Ware. Jessica Ware has an album coming out. It's literally... That's actually quite phenomenal that your fa- one of your favourite all-time artists and one of my favourite all-time artists both have... Two albums. of my favourite all-time artists. Oh, sorry, my apologies, and two of mine as well. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> yep. 
I did forget about that. Don't do BB like that. No, exactly. Um, One of the great album artists of our time. Yes, exactly. We'll talk about Satellite with Snoop in a second, but let's talk about the big um, headliner replacements. Obviously, we unpacked the ice rink Frank Ocean incident, and instead of trying (laughs) to sort of hobble through weekend two, he's just pulled the pin full stop and been replaced, in essence, by Blink 182, who were brilliant. And have been really good. No both. one talked about it, though. No one talked about it. Everyone After. was just wait, sitting no. there on the live stream waiting for Fred again, Fortet and Skrillex to start. That was yeah. the whole, that was the exciting part. And that was the big bit. Did you get a, did you get a watch of any of the, the Fred set? I did. It looked incredible. It was amazing. Yeah. I'm in two minds about it. Mm-hmm. Because it did look amazing. I'm just not sure I'm like here for another three guys, like becoming the face of electronic music. Because it yeah. feels like we're back in like... 2008 where that was happening yeah I'm just like i'm not sure if like i, I don't know no but i get, they, I get you. but the set was amazing and yeah. it was really cool to see that kind of play out in a in a place like coachella and the placement of the stage in the middle of the field was really cool i thought yeah. that was meant to be where um frank's ice rink was by the way Right. Which would have been even cooler. Um, but yeah, that somehow, and I think a lot of this stems from Fred, that they just have this kind of um, magnetic vibe to them where anybody who comes into the orbit kind of gets sucked into the vibe of it, which is yeah. kind of incredible. And to see that field like raving like that, I think was really cool. It is an orbit thing, isn't it? It does feel like its own very special world that everyone who gets close to... And, and we, I think we talked about this when we saw Fred a couple of times um, in February. But it does feel like its own really cool world that you want to be, you know, attached to. I did like, as much as it was an obvious sort of, you know, branding exercise, I did like the bringing in the rucksack, putting it down on the ground like you're arriving at a D- any old DJ gig. Yeah, and, and walking up- off the stage yeah. too, like with the tote bag as well. It was a nice touch. It was a nice touch. And that was the thing. My cynical brain immediately went, oh, of course he's done that. But then also I was like, no, that's actually really cute. Like it's just a yeah. cute little, funny little moment. And I suppose, you know, trying to tie Fred back to those, uh, and, and all three of them, tie them back to their roots of just sort of DJing in these grimy 1am nightclub scenarios. And that's actually what it felt like on this oddly grand scale. And it also felt like one of the few sets of the weekend that were performed with the live stream in mind as well and were performed with yeah. a global and accessible kind of approach because it is an accessibility thing getting to Coachella, not just the fucking furor of attempting to actually get into the grounds each day, but the, you know, even buying tickets in the first place and being yeah. able to have the, the access to be able to tap in on YouTube. And, you know, Skrillex spoke directly to the live stream at multiple points and there were sort of, you know, performing in a way to that. Which is cool because that's what it's about, isn't it? Coachella yeah. in many ways. Yeah. Getting as many people. It's um, just like, oh, I'm just caught in two minds. I know you mean. It just feels like it's so... Fred's whole thing is based off this vibe of him being just a normal, ordinary guy, mm. which he's not. And no. I won't get into like that part of it because that bores me as well. Yeah. Um, But I feel like I've been campaigning for a few years now to bring back that like level of like entertainment that like the Gargas and the Nickies and stuff brought back in the day. And I know that there's room for both of it, but Mm. I just, 
Yes, yeah, it's a entertaining on a different set at Coachella. I was just like, oh, I don't know. Like, it's cool, but it's not cool. I'm, I'm just not sure. I know exactly and it, you what you mean. You know, you can get away with doing the bare minimum, which is yeah. seems to be the thing always for like white men in electronic music, particularly. I mean, look at Kaitranada, who was on the dance stage, who did like an incredible set as well. Like so cool. And he brought out her and Anderson Park. And I just feel like no, not as many people were talking about it. No. But then Fred kind of puts, goes and like puts his tote bag on the ground and everyone's like, oh my God, how cool. Like, yeah. it's just, I'm just like very caught in two minds. But there's such a massive story now around not just Fred, but the Fred, Kieran and Sonny trio and sort of yeah. the way that they've evolved that show through, you know, very community-driven ideology and trying to bring community yeah. back to, back to large-scale dance like. music. It is really, it, that is a really nice part. And um, Alice in Wonderland, who, big ups to her, did two weekends launching a new project on the Coachella stage called White Fang while seven and yeah. a half months pregnant, um, <laughs> it, which is just a ridiculous feat in itself but she was saying like it is actually really nice to see you know rootsy dance music back on this kind of main stage sort of thing and I think you are right in that there is room for both of it and it doesn't mean that we we let go of wanting more of the theatrics and more of the entertainment value back into into something like Coachella it just means there's room for all of it and I think I think as well it probably wasn't Coachella's ideal um, you know, ideal planning either because obviously they're fixing a hole that's been, they've been given five days to fix something. I think, you know, yeah, that could have made a really great Saturday night. perfect way to, to yeah. do that as well, yeah. to, to plug the hole, given the production value they needed was not huge. <laughs> it's it's um, plug and play. It's plug but and play. interesting to watch it up against Calvin Harris, who was closed out the night before. It mm. kind of shows where dance music's been and where it's going because Calvin has the whole like EDM sort of setup. And I think we reached saturation point with that when the EDM festivals became so huge and Coachella built out the dance tent and made it like this really big thing. And then that's kind of gone away and nothing's been able to really fill that void in dance music until now where I've seen this excitement for it really returning. And it does feel like really organic and really rootsy. And I really like that. I just hope that like the wrongs that were, the mistakes that were made with EDM and the inclusivity problems are ironed out a little with this, if this is going to be a return of dance music, which I hope that it is. There's a responsibility there, isn't there? For those who are leading it. And I, I rarely say there's a responsibility when it comes to music, but I think for someone like a Fred opening up, reopening the spaces that have been left closed for so long and opening up new doors yeah. as a white guy from a privileged background, there's a responsibility there that I would dare say he acknowledges and understands. And I think it just give it time, give it time to, I think we're in very early stages of the 2023 revival and I think yeah. given time, it will begin to look different to the way it manifested last time and then, you know, dove off a cliff eventually. 
<laughs> Not really. I mean, dance music never stopped. But... Flop stars. Right, let's do bop or flop. These are the big new songs of the week. We have to sit on one side of the fence, either bop or flop. And we start whilst the boys were in Coachella performing to hundreds of thousands of people a bunch of dance music. Fatboy Slim was in a farm in the New South Wales town of Maitland in Australia performing at the Groove and the Move Festival, debuting his brand new song with Rita Ora praising you. <laughs> All I saw was just clips of Rita Ora's head spinning around on, while she sang Praise You on a screen in a farm in Maitland. And it was amazing to see. I wasn't there and I really wish I was. And I'm going to see Slim. It's either this Friday. I think it's, I think it's this Friday. Um, yeah, your thoughts on this on this revival of this song? It's Rita doing Rita, isn't it? Yep. Like, her um, involvement is quite minimal she does the verse <laughs> leads us into the chorus and then yep. Fatboy takes it away with a song that's 300 years old um <laughs> there seems to be no rhyme or reason for this happening um but for some reason I can't bring myself to hate it yeah yeah me too and I actually really like the verses and I think there's a lot of personality and attitude in that first verse particularly there is you yeah. know it's a commentary on fame and all that jazz as well it does feel very Rita and it does feel very self-aware and fun because she knows that she's fun she knows that she's a fun funny pop star that we all yeah. find funny and so I think she's leaning in a little bit to that as well. I think she's very self-aware. Which is great for her. Yeah. It's a bop. I mean, it's objectively yeah. a bop, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'll give it a bop. Yeah. The, uh, one of the great combos to one of the great combos. The Weekend and Future um, are together with a song called Double Dipping? Fan, double Fantasy. Double Fantasy. <laughs> You've written on the run sheet, double trouble or whatever. Yep, there's another whatever you've, song coming up as well. You've misspelt whatever. Oh, I as have. What well. evil? Um, <laughs> so we're again getting, you know, the weekend putting out a song used to feel like an event, and I don't know if this felt like that. I sort of saw it went. Oh, yeah, there's a new weekend song. I was just thinking about that today. What happened about the hype? Because to me, the the qualities there, I love this song. I love the like beat drop in the second verse. Love the sax that comes in. Mike mm. Dean's on production. Future phones in a verse that probably doesn't need to be there. But <laughs> the rest of it is like really, really cool. I'm just like wondering. I feel like Blinding Lights has is kind of becoming his double-edged sword now. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a really, really good point. Um, it It's a really... Oops, hang on. Just give me one sec. I've just accidentally... Uh, started a voice message in... Oh, shit. I started a voice <laughs> message in a group chat about a winery tour in a few weeks. Good for me. Um, sorry. I opened up one message and got to the other. Uh, yeah, I think this is a really... It's a, another... I just I, It just isn't feeling as um, big to me for some reason. I think it's still as interesting... But it doesn't feel as big to me, and I kind of wish the weekend would go away for a little while and then come back with something to really rouse me up again. Um, yeah, maybe that's what he needs. It's just saturation at this point, I think, is the problem for me. Um, I don't think it's an objectively bad song. I think it's an objectively fine song. Um, I yeah, think it's better than fine. It's, yeah, it's better, but it's just better than fine for me. It's, no, no, no. It's it's good. I well, think it's, it's good. For, that's that's your opinion. It's your personal 
uh, thoughts. Um, <laughs> uh, well, apparently I was on bloody on the on trial before for my personal. <laughs> yeah, you were on trial for those. Ended up being thoughts. correct. So, <laughs> excuse me for throwing it back in your face. <laughs> Um, I, I literally. Flop uh, it's not. We are the police. This is the point. We are the cops. We have to, to choose. Um, we have to choose whether to arrest or not. No, I, there's so yeah. There's there's nothing. I just am not excited by it. And I, but I think it's all. I think it's all to do with just being like, oh, there's another weekend song. Oh, here we go again. You know, and I'm still getting, I'm still getting. Yeah, I do get that. I'm still hearing "Die for You" on the fucking radio with Ariana Grande on it. From well, like, that's not his fault. It is. I blame him personally for getting making it go viral again. Um, yeah, oh, but I'll, I'll give it a I'll give it a bop. I'll give it a bop. But I, I'm not seeking it out to listen to this week. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it's fucking hell. I agree with you. <laughs> I do agree with you. Just don't care. You can't I'm gonna have... snap a pen. I've uh, I've got a pen <laughs> in my hand. Because you stressed me out last week, so oh, I've, I've got, come prepared. I've got two packets of big bowl oats. Ready to roll. Oh, I love a big bowl of oats. They're really good. They're creamy, creamy honey oats. Um, yum. Yum. All right. Let's talk about Madeline. Is it Madeline or Madeline? I feel like it's Madeline because she's French, isn't she? Yeah, the double L is giving Madeline vibes, I yeah. think. Did you ever watch that so show? let's go with Madeline. I bet, did you ever watch that movie about, the, Madeline? The, about Madeline, the girl in the yellow Have coat? Have I ever watched... Yes. <laughs> Have you ever watched Madeline? Why are you saying it like it's some niche, like, A24 film? Because I worry that it is niche and that I was just shown it 17,000 times as a child. Oh, okay. No, it's not niche. I remember two films from my childhood that I've trauma blocked. Um, like, I mean, the childhood I've trauma blocked, not the movies. Um, these yeah. are the two that have got through the gates. That and 101 Dalmatians, the live action version. I remember watch, I remember being fixated on that for a while. Oh, God, you're lucky. All I remember is Schindler's List and Sophie's Choice. <laughs> the only movie I remember from my adult life is Air, starring Michael... Uh, not not starring Michael Jordan. The one about Michael Jordan and the invention of the Air Jordan that I saw. I saw that movie last week, so I still remember it. Um, I saw that movie... <laughs> That's odd. <laughs> Your memory's really, really no, doing but you good. Here's how I saw it, right? I, I, I don't go to the movies ever. I'm trying to get back into my movies era because I realise it's the only time that I actually stop and relax for a little while. Um, but I walked into a, an unnamed cinema. It's not a chain. It's an independent cinema. Walked in 11.30 in the morning and there's three people in there, me and then two other people at the back, I think a mother and son. And it was a yeah. closed caption version of the movie that they play earlier on in the day for the older people and folks who are hard of yeah. hearing, which is a, a very reasonable thing. It's also really great for my ADHD brain because it keeps me focused and I actually retain the information that goes <laughs> onto the screen. So I actually really like the idea. And I, I hear three minutes in, you know, the credits start, the da, 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 21st Century Fox thing starts. And then the, the subtitles start coming up and the woman at the back goes, Why is there fucking captions on the screen? <laughs> is this for fucking deaf people or something? And then she comes up to me and goes, Excuse me, are you hard of hearing? <laughs> and I'm like, no. I said, it's an, it's an open catch. It says it on the website. It says it has big letters saying OC above the 11.30 session time. It's an open catch. And... Oh, well, why do you want to be uh, here then? I said, I can't make any other time. It's the only time that works uh, for me. I'm working nights radio for one she day. She was only. there. Who? 
she was there. Why didn't she question exactly. why she was there? This is the thing. It's like you, I'm probably here for the same reasons you are. 11.30 is the time that works the best for me as well. I agree with her, though. I think you are a bit hard of hearing. Because <laughs> I can't hear double trouble or whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> but then, that wasn't the end. Then then the movie starts and like the subtitles are coming up for the the song lyrics that we're playing to start yeah. the movie. You know how the movie will start with a, often with a two, three minute song and they show you some sort of, you know, bits about it. And then the characters start talking and you can't hear yeah. a word they're saying. So I've gone, in my head, I've gone, I've never been to a caption session of a movie before. Is this maybe how it works? They replace the, the yeah. vocal with the captions for folks who, who can't hear properly. And... The, uh, like they remove the vocal out of it, and then sh- old old mate up the back. God, can you fucking hear anything? So a mate next to her, and then a mate. Excuse me, mate. Can you hear anything? So then she goes out to get someone. No, it turns out the speaker was just broken. So this is my first movie situation in a year, and it's ruined by everything that could possibly go wrong. So back to Madeline, Sam. Back to back Madeline. to Madeline. <laughs> Ah, uh, this song Dopamine. What do you think? Somebody sent me this song and said that we have to talk about it um, in Bop or Flop. And I gave it a listen and I loved it. Yeah. So I thought we better put it on. It's 100%. just a really interesting pop song. Like, I really love her vocal production in the choruses. I love how it feels like really upbeat and like, poppy but then it's a little bit dark in spots too so i thank you for the recommendation and always feel please do i'm not just saying this facetiously please send us songs to do in the popping because we go for the big hits and i we we are both very passionate about songs that aren't as enormous as the weekend and futures bubble bubble toil and trouble and i i would love to see more independent and smaller songs in our inbox. Oh, so, not too independent, though. I don't want people sending songs oh, no, that's some really acoustic good. guitar. Okay, there's a, there's parameters around it. Porch. Yeah, no, no, none of that gear. You have some decency. And no musicians sending us their music. <laughs> Let's just put that out there. No, no, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm really opening up a can of Unless you're BB Rexo, in which case, you can do flood it. the inbox. Yeah, exactly. But recommendations of songs that you think might be up our alley... Have some critical thinking around it. Um, we'd love them, <laughs> but yeah, this is a good tune. Um, it's very, it, it's really giving Sabrina Carpenter in a really mm. good way, but it's a bit more inventive than you know. She's very inventive, but it just feels like it's a little bit more. Yeah, it, it's a it's a new artist with with a new sound, and I'm not I'm not articulating this very well at all, am I? But I really no, <laughs> I it is song, a new artist. You're correct <laughs> about that. <laughs> the song's really good. Um, yeah, I love those like kind of orchestral bits, and then how she spells out dopamine. I think that's really fun. This is the second best song called Dopamine that I've ever heard. The best is in uh, completely in Swedish, and it's by uh, yeah. Maya Amkoff. And it was my most played song in 2017, and I always thought it would it would be an absolute smash if it was redone in English. So do yourself a favour, Maya, spelled M A J A. Someone should redo it in it in English. I I'm not even kidding. I was part way through negotiations when I had my record label on someone doing it in English and releasing it as a new song for the English speaking world. 
And, and what then, happened? Oh, I got rid of the record label. <laughs> That's what happened. Oh. <laughs> it was very late on, <laughs> late on in the piece of the second year of my contract and <laughs> just didn't quite get it over the line. Um, after they... <laughs> beeping that part out. <laughs> uh, Kid, Kid Leroy has this song called Where Does Your Spirit Go? Which I was completely... I hadn't heard it till yesterday. How'd you build me up just to leave me now? Oh. I reckon I played it ten times on loop. I'm so mesmerised by him going into this space. It's so emotional. <laughs> there's, the, there's the song police. The sirens. They've come to arrest you. Oh my god. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really quite taken aback by this song, and it's a, it's he's, he said it's a, it's a dedication to those he's lost so far in his life, and those who didn't make it, um, which is also a reference to his his dear into friend Juice industry. World. Well, I think it's more into oh. the future of life, people who've oh. died. I think, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, part of it's about Juice World and and his loss, which was very, you know, sort of. Um, driving force for Leroy. But I just think yeah. I've never heard him like this. I've never heard his voice go into this space. It's a really good reminder of just how unique and incredible his voice is. And there's been a few clips going around recently um, showing just how good his voice actually is. And His voice is really good. Yeah. People don't talk it's about it enough. Good. Um, but yeah, I just think it's a really special song and it's not an objective bop, but it's a, it's a, pretty special one and it's got all you know and, and I know people hand these up sometimes but it's got like the, the throat clearing early on is left in between the lines and it's just quite yeah quite a special one I think feels disrespectful for you to call it a bop actually yeah but I'm not gonna call it a flop so <laughs> <laughs> um I gotta be honest I wasn't as taken by it as you are um but maybe I just need to go back and give it some proper attention because I didn't really. It just kind of floated over me, and I was like, "Okay, yeah." On. I think the f- I think the first half it did, and then I went, oh, "Hang on, he's he's not. This isn't starting this way. This isn't starting light and and sort of, you know, not poppy. It's actually, this is the whole song. Yeah. I was like, "Why is it like that?" And I went back and listened. It might be one of those context songs where the context affects my yeah feelings on it but i i just think it's a yeah i think it, and he he was he said i wasn't thinking about putting this out but I, he did it at coachella weekend one um and it you know it felt really impactful and he was like i think i need to share this so yeah i mean it's quite quite nice um go and listen to it again if you right. wish to dear listener um we talked about it last week it sounded amazing but bb and snoop's satellite is now here we love right They delivered. Yes. They bloody delivered. <laughs> when I saw Snoop on the track list for the album, I was like, oh, for goodness sakes. Like, <laughs> could you not have gotten anybody with a tad more relevancy, BB? But Snoop is the perfect person for this song. Um, I only realized after the date that she put it out on 420 quite purposely. Um, it's just fun. Like, it's just good fun there's nothing tricky about it it's just a good melody like well produced good snoop verse like it's all there and it's i just think it's so much fun 
Because it was really incumbent on Snoop to deliver here more than it was B. Oh, I suppose it was for BB as well because, you know, it's not always um, Sunshine and Roses with the BB releases. Doesn't always deliver, but Snoop especially doesn't always deliver because he just takes any sack of money that comes to him and does a verse mm. on pretty much any song that anyone wants. Um, or at least has gone through phases of that, but this feels a bit more considered and thought out and he can obviously see the value um, in doing a song with such an iconic artist. So. Yeah, which is crazy that it sounds like he puts so much effort into this. Because <laughs> like, this whole thing is effortlessness. And, <laughs> and it's like, well done. You've worked hard for this. Good job. <laughs> um, great tune. Let's, it's a definite bop. 100% a bop. Like, actually one of the most joyous, you know, bop-centric things that we've had in a while. So, well done to all. Snoop, what are you doing here? Well, you know, a little bird told me that she was trying to do some different things and go to a different place, but I need you to talk to me and I talk back. You know, Snoop, I've always wanted to go to outer space and I heard you're the right guy to talk to. Space, outer space, I like that. Screw your wig on tight, put your seatbelt on and get ready for the ride of your life because I'm going to take you to a whole nother dimension. Um, Christine and the Queens and 070 Shake, which feels like a combination that's been meaning to happen for a while, right? Um, yeah, that's because it has happened. I thought so. On, um, what song was on it? On 070 Shake's album. That's right. Do you say, I thought it was... They o- were on Do you say 070 or 07? I thought it was 070 and... I don't know, oh, though. I mean, with whatever you want to say, okay. it's in it. Yeah, oh, it might be, yeah. I mean, technically it is a zero. Yeah, true. I feel but like you I, can say it. I only oh. say it because I feel like it rolls off the tongue really nicely. Oh, seven, oh, shake. Like. Oh, oh, seven, oh, shake. Yeah. Yeah, it does, actually. I don't it, Maybe it is that. You it, know? No, maybe I think you're is. probably right that it's <laughs> not a. Yeah, I think you're probably right that it's. It's whatever you really feel like. What do you... Fuck this. Okay. Dear listener, this episode's there's gonna be 17 fucking songs on this list this week, which is my fault. We need to pump through some of them. Let's just go. What do you think? Look, this one's probably not one of the most notable ones of the week. It's yeah. really nice. Um, True Love, it's called. Not whatever it's called, as you put on the on the sheet. Um, but I thought, to be honest, was like really profound, the one before this. And this one feels like it coasts a little bit more. But I feel like it's going to sound really nice in the context of the album. 100%. Yep. Adds up. Um, I think from the start, you can hear where they're both going to fit onto the song. And it work. It sounds really nice. Um, right. Brie one, Brie one, one fucking Jesus. Brie Runway and Khalid <laughs> be the one. Lead. I feel like we're watching like a hawk at the moment, being like, come on. <laughs> He's been in Bob or Flop quite a lot recently, hasn't he? And hasn't always come out the other side very well. Well. Um, of, of late. What do we think? He's going to come out well for me on this one. Mm-hmm. I think this is a really nice track. Yeah. Um, I just think Brie Runway is so good and she's so versatile but I'm still waiting for that really explosive moment. And this could very well be a, a mild hit because it is quite easy on the ears and I can hear it on the radio. Yeah. But she needs something that's going to define her and she's really, like, really close to it. But something just needs to lock into gear to make it happen. So I, yeah. 
I'm in two minds because I think this is good and anybody else I'd be like, this is a great song. But I just think Brie Runway has so much potential. So I am going to go a bop, but with a caveat. Yeah, it sounds more like it's... it, it sound, This song sounds more centred around Khalid than it does Brie as well. Like in terms of the mm. kind of instrumental, it sort of feels more like a Khalid song than it does a Brie song. And I think he really... Yeah. He is one of those vocalists that sort of stands out on a track like this and it probably doesn't let her shine like she needs to. You're right. She did the Lizzo tour in Europe a couple of months ago, which should have, you know, should have been coincided with the big hit for her and it should have all come together. Right. And we're still waiting on that moment, but we've had so many artists that we're waiting on that moment for, and they eventually do deliver. Sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't happen. And sometimes it doesn't true. Yeah. And they end up just building a catalog of, of, Perfectly fine music <laughs> to work with. <laughs> uh, this won't take long. AJR's The Dumb Song. I hate this song so much. <laughs> I hate these three so much. I just cannot. <laughs> it's so bad. I don't like this song. No. Um, I like his voice. It's the one thing I like is his voice. It's a I- one person. Well, only one of them sings, I'm pretty sure. It's only the, the A part that sings, isn't it? Let me look. Oh, maybe. They just, like, I automatically want to smack them in the face when I look at them. They look so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> hey, but they started making music in their kitchen. It's a story, you see. <laughs> I mean, why, though? Like, <laughs> use go, a living just room. Just go to a better room. Sorry, it wasn't the kitchen. It was the, it was the living room of their apartment in Chelsea. What was their big of their apartment in Chelsea? Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) What was their big hit? I'm ready. Remember? It was the song that had the SpongeBob uh, sample in it. I'm ready. I'm ready. And then they had some success. Do you remember that song? No, not really. Hang on. I'll show you really quickly. They've upgraded the system here, so it doesn't take long to search for songs anymore because it used to take 15,000 years for anything to come up. Here we go. And then, of course, they had this. Here we go. So put your best face on, everybody pretend you know this song. Oh, my God, I feel physically ill. And every time they performed it, instead of just performing it, they would do this description, this this visual performance of how they made the song and what they sampled to get, because they sampled the New York train, oh. train person. And I'll send it to you. It's really great viewing. You can add that Nothing to the list on top of the other video you're watching. Nothing shits me more than an artist doing a video being like, and I sampled a, my cup. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Who cares? <laughs> Unless you've gone to fucking Antarctica to record the rarest bird on planet Earth. I don't want to hear about it. Field recording. Everybody's got a cup. That's very true. Especially Anna Kendrick. She has multiple... <laughs> Um, there's a brand There's a new band called Neat What did you was that you just did? I was going to throw a pen at you Need a name bro Which is the greatest name Of a new band I've heard in a very long time I 
um, have this song called Better Love. It's their debut, and it's quite something, isn't it? It kind of feels like a it sh- really is early something. Sugar Babes. It's sort of well, kind of also reminds me of Flatline by the Sugar Babes. So, or by Munchakisha Siobhan. My apologies. Um, yeah. <laughs> Quite special, isn't it? Yeah. Remember like the time when, when like Fifth Harmony and Little Mix came out, everybody was trying to replicate that kind of like Spice Girls, pot, like late Sugar Babes, really poppy sound. Mm. But now it seems like the reference point is like All Saints, early Sugar Babes, that kind of like Destiny's Child, like um, TLC, really early trio R&B bass girl group, which is yep. like my lane completely. I love it. And that's where these guys go with um, Better Love. It feels like All Saints in terms of the way they're harmonizing. The song doesn't have like a traditional pop, pop structure or pop no. melodies. And it's just like a really intriguing debut. And I, it I, it immediately caught my attention when I listened to it the first time. Yeah, hate the name, but... No, um, I love the name. It's silly. Surely they're, they're going to change it. God, no. No way. I think, I think mm. this is them now. No, I actually do feel like they will change it. Yeah, it just doesn't feel it's like it's really not last, good. Is it? I don't know. Really? I, like, I like it, but I just can't see SNL welcoming Nita Nate Bro to the stage <laughs> with like a Kevin James or someone hosting. Um, <laughs> Kevin all James. people that could be hosting SNL, all of the relevant, relevant Chris acting Pratt. types. <laughs> um, yeah, really cool, like really cool song. And you're right about the structure. It's it's got that kind of, and it's got that kind of sound that feels it's always building, just really gradually in the background. Yeah, um, yeah, it's really cool. Right, let's punch through the rest. Lato, put it on the floor. Bitch, you set it up, then put it on the floor. I done done it all. You know, this is an artist that was at the top of the charts in the last 12 months and had a had an yeah. album that was quite critically appraised at points. Um, and now we have this song. <laughs> what do you think? Kind of struggling to find her footing a bit, isn't yeah. she? Yeah. She doesn't know whether... It, I, I feel like she really is having the Doja Cat problem, which she yeah. has started fix of not knowing whether she wants to go full rap or not knowing whether she wants to go full pop because her roots are really, really in rap, but her first big hit was yeah. a pop song. So it's like, where does she go? I, I can feel it being a difficulty for her and I feel I feel for her. Well, she's always been more that kind of Cardi sort of rapper that doesn't really veer into the pop lane very much. I mean, like Cardi obviously has huge pop hits, but... Mm. She doesn't specifically make them like Nicki Minaj, Roman Reloaded, or like Doja Cat did on Planet Her. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. And this is obviously Lotto on a rap track. It's it's good. Um. She caused a bit of trouble with Coilerae. Coilerae thought she wanted beef with her based on this track, but she clarified that she did not. So that's been smoothed over, which is nice. Um. <laughs> And yeah, I don't know. It's just like, don't bring that shit up. She's got beef with Nikki, um, which seems to be a real like press driving thing at the moment. It's just like, just no need for that. Let's just get on with it. And she can get on with uh, with songs like this because I do think it's quite good. Yep. Bop. It is good. And that's the thing. If we just cut cut all the shit around it, cut the context, good good song. That's important to remember. Um, Amani White has a song with ASAP Ferg called Silvertooth. Now, Armani White is best known for black, t- black T-shirt Billy Eilish. I'm stylish. Black talk, big T-shirt Billy Eilish. 
Or I think there's a couple more words in that line that I missed. Anyway, he's the guy behind the Billie Eilish song. Otherwise known as the song that automatically attached to every single TikTok you make. <laughs> That's right. Every time you'd open it, it was just there. Like, Such a pain this. in the ass. Um, he's signed to one of the big major record labels. I think it's Atlantic. I can't remember, but that song got him a, re- a, a major record deal. Um, and obviously, is being put into into songs with rather large artists. I mean, this feels like a very big step forward. Hey, used to have a silver tooth, and I was just a pup. Yeah, now I got some killers who got shotties with the pups on. Um, I think. Yeah. What do you think? Because I think he's a really fun voice. I think he's a really f- kind of different sound it's quite biting it quite pop leaning at the same time yeah it's definitely got a bit pop leaning without it being like explicitly pop leaning yeah um i'll be honest i hadn't heard it until just before the podcast i watched you listen to it listen to 25 seconds of it i told you to listen as much (laughs) as you want i heard the point (laughs) i i enjoyed it yeah yeah, I think that's it. It's not really, you know, and it's again a, a fun beat because I think Billie Eilish's beat is really quite underrated. I can't remember what song it's based on. But it's it's based around a track made to get clearance and all that gear when it went viral. Um, really? a lot oh of these... my god, it's only a minute thirty nine. What Silvertooth? No, Billie Eilish. Yeah, it's a really short song. Um, wow, because again, it Pharrell was made for TikTok. Is the, um... That's right. Yes. I did know that. The credit they got clearance from. Um, and that's obviously, let me have a look at the streaming numbers on that song now. That song's nearly at 250 million, which is huge. That's great. Um, he's had a song with Denzel Curry as well, and now this one with ASAP Ferg. Um, yeah, it's fun. I'm, exci- I, I'm actually quite excited about him. I feel like he might end up in the same sort of realm of a Coiler Ray or Lato, that kind of you know, new wave of rappers that end up you know, sitting in the pop space a little bit as well. Why'd you roll your eyes at that? I didn't. I'm sorry. I really didn't. <laughs> I just, sometimes just my eyes get dry and I have to do it. I, Bianca always asked me that. I didn't roll my eyes. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like, you don't want him to go into that space, do you? <laughs> and I realized as soon as I asked why you rolled your eyes that it was probably just you adjusting. What? <laughs> Oh. No, no, no eye rolling here. No, nah, we're all on the same it's page. A it's From a my bop. 25 seconds, it's a bop. It's a bop. <laughs> it doesn't change up that much, don't worry. Um, Oliver Cronin is a very exciting new voice. She no longer gets me Who I think he's really starting to find a sound that's quite unique to him. I think you can probably put him into the Kid Leroy sort of world in terms of the way he straddles R&B, pop, hip-hop, all kind of at once. Um, but he's quite a... And again, it should be about just the song, but I actually think he's got quite a package on him. That sounds really wrong. But you what? know, no, Like, he's... <laughs> <laughs> he's sort of... The way he... He holds himself the way he moves <laughs> on a stay. Oh, this is sounding fucked, isn't it? I just like, I think Oliver Cronin's good, and I think this song's good called Speed Bump. You go. Never doing 15 songs again. Never. <laughs> I would never um, speak about him in that way, <laughs> degrade him like that. <laughs> Not degrade. Speed Bump <laughs> is good, however. He has a post Malone vibe to me. That's I think. it. On. His yeah. voice has a, is a very post, post Malone kind of voice, but he's a really good clever writer and he knows how to write a hook and this the hook's on here on speed bump yeah it's really strong go Oliver. Bop. bop finally 
Oh, Final let's, one. Let's end oh on a high. God. Let's end on a let's high, on shall we? <laughs> Maybe I won't part the ways, won't break my Um, boat. yeah. I mean, for a guy who says he's going into new territory on this album, it feels pretty, pretty Ed Sheeran, doesn't it? I'm not at liberty to give my thoughts on this <laughs> It certainly is an Ed Sheeran song. Boat is certainly a song by Ed Sheeran. By Ed Sheeran. <laughs> no fence sitting. No fence sitting. I'm not fence sitting. I can't say anything about this song. <laughs> For more... Flop stars, <laughs> subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> Hang on. What's what? going on this week? What? Well, usually we talk about what's going on this week. Oh, but we haven't 100% decided what's going on this week, remember? No, not in the podcast, like just generally. Oh, well, we've got... Um, okay, well, my apologies. Let's backtrack on that one. You've just rolled your eyes at me again. I'm going to point it out every time. I'm yeah. not rolling my eyes. <laughs> This guy. <laughs> this fucking guy. I actually don't really know what's going on no, this week, we already, apart from what we've already we've talked about. We've already talked about, about it. <laughs> There's good songs and good albums coming out. Get Dagny has a song coming out. Just, I just saw, saw that. That's exciting. And she seems very excited yeah. about it, which makes us, in turn, very excited about it as well. I don't think we've had a yeah. chance to discuss the fact that the um, the Troy Sivan weekend uh, woman that I think is Sydney Sweeney but isn't, Lily Rose Depp, um, uh, show is coming out soon as well, which we're excited about that. But that's not that's not coming Fourth out of next June, week. I believe. Yeah, great. That's another also Troy Sivan just announced that his third album's ready to go, and he started rolling it out. What? Oh, he has it. A- I just heard that he's um cancelled his Twitter account. That's all I've heard. No. Oh, oh, someone. <laughs> What's happened? <laughs> oh my god, he got hacked. Okay, yeah. so he went onto Twitter and said, guys, I am more than thrilled to announce my third studio album is dropping very soon. We're releasing this album and teasers to to dollar Troy holders to hear first. Visit the link below to claim your... Oh, my God, I did it. What does that mean? You didn't, did you? I did. Well, I clicked on it and registered. Oh, no, Sam. <laughs> you far... Are you kidding me? Did you not read the Dollar Troy holders thing? <laughs> he said they're scam. Well, I thought it was a weird thing to do. Oh, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> really upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> I'll roll my eyes at that. Oh, dear. You've been hacked by... <laughs> I'm not well today. I told you that. You've been that. hacked by the crypto people. You have no money. Yeah. You have no money left. That's very upsetting. Oh, dearie, dearie me. Because it's been... Right, well, I better go get my affairs in order. <laughs> you better go call the bank. Fuck. Troy, the Troy album is I'm... coming, though. It, it, he has been teasing it, and he's been playing little snippets and shit on stories and stuff, but very small snippets, like three seconds of, like, the start yeah, of the song. not with cryptocurrency. Not with dollar Troy holders. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, very upsetting end to proceedings. Uh, also, the Kesha album's been announced, which is exciting, and we'll follow that. It closely. has such a good title. When do we get our... F- uh, what's it, what is it called again? Um, <laughs> <can't remember. laughs> Gag Order. 
Gag order. How good is that? Great one. And Friday we get two singles also, called Eat the Acid and Fine Line. And I've heard Eat the Acid and it's very good. Um, uh, Katy Perry's also announced that something is coming very soon. Oh my God, this is going to be a stacked couple of weeks. So there's that as if well. Sam it's big. has the money to afford his internet connection anymore to record a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be appearing next week with a paper bag over my head. <laughs> Question hey, mark on it. <laughs> speaking of now, now that you've uh, ruined your credibility about new music coming out, um, has Katy Perry actually announced uh, that there's new music coming, or is it just these shoes that she's posted about 48 minutes ago called the <laughs> Busy Bee Slides? <laughs> I didn't clarify, <laughs> but um. It so, could be the busy bee slide. Some of them look really... I've just seen the pink ones that have popped up. It's my exact shade of pink that I like as well. Every time I go to Nordstrom Rack here, which is like basically the bargain bin of America, always Katy Perry's shoes <laughs> all through it. Um, thank you for checking out the show. Um, we are going to have a break. We're going to have a break this week from the main show. Um, are we? No, we need to discuss that. We need to discuss that. The plan that we had for this week may have fallen through. Yes. um, If you don't see an episode, that is why. Please be understanding. And then next week we'll be back with a first impressions of an album that is coming out on Friday. What could it be? I wonder. It could be either of those three. Could be. There's a lot. We could do all of them. Let's let these good people go. All right. We promise we won't do 15 songs again, and we promise we'll work out our differences by now. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Get in touch at Flop Stars Podcast. Bye. Flop Stars.